Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. Uh, my name is Kirk Reed. Uh, I am joined this morning by Justin McNamara. Justin, can you hear me? I am here. All right, excellent. We can both hear and see you, Kirk. <laughs> Unbelievable. When, I love it when a plan <laughs> comes together. Thanks, Tim. It was under the wire. It was a little bit under the wire, but we made it. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, if it weren't for the last minute, nothing would ever get done. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's just the way I live. Maybe that's not everybody else. Um, so besides my, myself and Justin, uh, we also have some, uh, some special guests uh, on the show with us this morning. Uh, we have Steve and Sherry. Good morning. Good, Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you. Uh, so I, I obviously know you folks. Uh, Justin, not, not as much, uh, although I think you said maybe you've, uh, they think maybe they've met you at a Christmas party, Justin. <laughs> Oh really? Yes. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm a I'm a very social guy, so yeah, it probably it, was. It uh, makes sounds great. it makes total sense. I know you hit up all the circuits. Yeah. <laughs> they must have been they must have been around for a while though, because we have had two two consecutive Christmas parties canceled, haven't we? I know, yes. I know. Yeah. So yeah. So if I didn't if I didn't say this, so 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 Steve and Cherry are actually clients of ours, uh, and which is uh, obviously you know. So thank you for that, uh, but also thank you for for agreeing to to come on the show today. And actually, so you know, sort of the background of the show today is that. 
Steve and Sherry volunteered to come on the show. I think it was I think it was 2015 is what I is what I dug up. Uh, so 2015, we were you know I think we advertised or we put out an email or something or other or we mentioned on the radio that we were looking for you know some some volunteers, people that we didn't know to come on the radio so that we could kind of go through, you know, a real live, you know, financial plan, you know, specifically, you know, retirement planning, um, because we think that that's, you know, makes for a good show. You know, people can hear real live people uh, talking about their, you know, their, their goals and their issues and, and trying to figure out uh, how to make that work. And, um, and, and so, so shortly thereafter, I think it was, so I think, so going through my notes, Steve, I think it was 2017 is then when you actually, you guys actually became clients, um, which, you know, sometimes when we do those little radio things, that's kind of the hope is that, you know, somebody, somebody <laughs> might, uh, somebody might, uh, come on board, but that's not always, it doesn't, you know, it's still, it's still really the radio, you know, it makes a good show, but, uh, but yeah, so you folks became clients in 2017, uh, time flies, right? Uh, sure does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, fast forward 2020. 22. Um, and, you know, Steve and I, we were talking a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't know how long ago it was. And so, you know, Steve and Sherry have just now retired uh, within the last month or two. Uh, so congratulations. Thank, thank you. First of all. Um, and it was actually, so I got I got to get, you know, I think this is going to be, I, mean, I think the idea of the show is terrific. And of course the show is going to be terrific. Uh, but I have to give Steve credit for, you know, for bringing it up. It was actually his suggestion or idea. He was like, hey, do you want to do this again and kind of update, you know, here, here's where we are today, you know, seven years later, um, you know, you know what, you know, maybe we can, you know, we can talk a little bit about, you know, what's transpired uh, over those years and we get also an opportunity to sort of update your plan, you know, on, on the air to kind of show folks, well, okay, so now that, now that somebody is just retiring, what kind of things do we need to be thinking about? Um, and so, all right, I'm going to, if you give me one sec, um, I just have to pull something up on the computer here. So, so Kirk, we're going to find out if you did a good job or not with your, with your planning. <laughs> well, yeah. And I would like to think that I'd done my homework to, obviously I wouldn't do the show if I didn't think that was going to be the case. Uh, cause that would not be good, uh, no. advertising, but, uh, yeah. That, yeah. Um, it all comes down to the technology here, whether or not this thing's going to pull up for me, but, um, all right, give me one sec. So, all right. So what I want to do is pull up the plan that we put together in 2015, at least, you know, the, the information or some of the information, I'm not going to go through everything, but I want to pick on a couple of highlights. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be interesting to say, to look at some of the assumptions that we made, you know, seven years ago and see, well, how did that pan out? Um, and then we can, and then we'll talk about, well, where do we go from here on, on those, on those same items? All right. So let's see. I'm curious to see what the assumptions were to see if we changed anything as far as rates of return assumptions, inflation assumptions. It's going to be like going back in time here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, whenever I, when I go through a plan, you know, we use we use a certain piece of software and I just I kind of go through it in a certain way. And the first thing that comes up when you do it is is inflation. You know, that's one of the first things that they address, uh, which is certainly, you know, important. And I think it's, you know, Topical. It's, it's, yes, Topical it's, it's, yes, it's pretty timely uh, <laughs> because that's, you know, when you look at the financial news, 
you know, that's that's one of the major things they've been talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, people and people <laughs> have been feeling that. I don't know. I mean, have you guys have you guys noticed that in your lives as far as you know, maybe certain things that you buy or spend money on that you'd be like, like, man, like I can definitely tell that that's gotten more expensive. Do you have? Oh, yeah. Is there anything you can think of? Or yeah, definitely. Well, when we think of you know just groceries, groceries alone um, has been a lot. We recently purchased a new car, so mm-hmm. that very expensive. Yeah. Uh, cars, yeah, cars, yeah. It seems like new and used, both are mm-hmm. they're sort of selling at premiums uh, these days because of, I guess, shortages on. I don't know if it's computer chips or whatever it is, you know. But there's there's issues with with it's you know it's just supply and demand, right? right. Um, so I pulled up. All right. So what did we do? So when we met in 2015, we we were using a three percent annual rate of inflation. Um, that is, that's kind of our default. Um, you know, we've been using that for a long period of time, but whenever we meet with a client, we say, okay, we show them some history. And then, you know, we say, you know, here's kind of our thoughts, but then because it's your plan, if somebody, you know, maybe some, maybe somebody's in that industry or, or they're, you know, they work in, you know, they have research or they, and they have a, you know, a strong opinion about that. So we can certainly modify that based on how they feel about it. Um, in your case, you know, I don't remember the specific uh, conversation, but that, but that's the number that we used. And so, let's see if I pull up. So I was trying to pull up some information on that. So I have a chart, you know, and this this has got you know yearly rates of inflation going back to you know 1960. Uh, but let's see. So if I go to 2015, so 2015. The, so for calendar year 2015, it was actually it was very low. Uh, it was like almost zero, uh, according to this chart that I'm looking at, which is on macrotrends.net. And then if we go to 2016, it was 1.26. 2017 was 2.13. 2018, 2.44. And then it started to trend down after that, 1.8, 1.23. However, 2021 was it was a biggie um and i think i don't know justin if i don't have the exact number in front of me but i think it was like seven it was close to seven percent last year um yep. was the annual rate of inflation so yes so, it, it popped up over seven for the year 7.04 percent i i have my my uh our our software up here as well okay uh, but yeah so it was a lot it, it was a lot and you know our my thought, you know, this is just my personal thought, uh, is that that is not going to be the case going forward. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying 2022 couldn't be another big year. It certainly could, but I think as a trend, I, I don't think we're going to be seeing sevens every year. Um, if if we were, uh, the, you know, the government, you know, the you know the Federal Reserve, they would, you know, they would hopefully step in and and try to to do something about that. Um, they can't, you know, they can't, they can't hit it, you know, they can't get it right every single year, but, you know, their job is to try to manage that number so that it's somewhere in the, you know, 2% range, you know, plus or plus or minus, um, you know, looking at the think, chart. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to jump in. I, and I think the, the thing that we, I, I know we pointed out on the show all the time is when you're running a retirement plan, right? All of our ending dates, you know, apologies to Steve and Sherry are, are you know, end at death. And so <laughs> yes. uh, we're talking about what, what we've hoped to be a very long-term time horizon. I think um, the two of you are in your early, early and mid sixties, correct? So we're, we're hoping for like a 30 year time horizon here or even more. And, you know, we're, we're not just planning on, we, we can't, 
look at a few years worth of data and say, all right, well, hey, inflation was 7% this year. So with the assumption is that it will be 7% next year, right? Even if, even if inflation runs higher than normal for the next, you know, you could say the next year, even two, even three or four years, that does not mean that we're going to see a, you know, sort of a permanent, um, you know, you know, five, six, seven percent inflation rate for the rest of your retirement. Right. Uh, and so I just want to make sure we point that out that short, you know, just like in the market, short term inflation moves uh, can be temporary and we, we don't react to every single one of them as far as changing our assumptions. And Kirk, one of the uh, biggest issues that we've seen with inflation is, you know, we recently retired. So getting set up for that, we had recently moved. And so, um, you know, now we have HOA fees, the HOA uh, fees, yes. the increases are based on, you know, inflation. So, you know, up until this year, it's been like 1%, maybe a little more or whatever, but there was a substantial increase this year. Okay. But yeah. Just, it, yeah. Cause they, I mean, obviously their costs are affected and so they have to, you know, pass some of that, you know, on, on, on to, onto you guys, which is not fun, but, uh, but that's just kind of the way it is. And so, you know, whenever we talk to somebody about inflation, you know, the, the, the idea is that we want to try to, we want to try to factor in what we think is a reasonable number, uh, you know, on the conservative side, um, because if you if you don't, um, you know, that's how that's how people can run out of money. Right. Uh, you know, if your expenses creep up, you know, enough uh, over time compounding and, you know, and if they're you know, if their money's not not working, uh, so to speak, enough to keep up with that, that that could be a, a long term you know, problem. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just, you know, like Justin said, you can't, you really, you shouldn't, you know, get worried uh, so much about what one, you know, one year, you know, one, you know, high year, because, you know, it's unlikely for that to, to continue, at least not uh, in, you know, long-term trends. Um, the, if you go back, so if you go back a hundred years, inflation is averaged like two and a half percent per year. So that's a long, you know, that's a good, you know, that's a good long-term number. But if you look at the graph, you know, that goes back into the, you know, the twenties and thirties of the 1900s. And, you know, there was deflation back in the early parts of that years, which brings down, you know, brings down the average quite a bit. But, you know, we want to try to protect, you know, plan and protect against, you know, potentially, you know, high inflationary periods, but, but not, but if you, you know, if we said, oh, it's going to be seven percent per year every year going forward, and if we were talking to somebody, we would say, well, you you can never retire, you know, or else you got to save, you know, eighty percent of your money uh, in order to make that work. And so you have to be, you also have to be a little bit realistic about about those things. Right. Um, all right. So we okay, we talked about. So I so these are actually. These are the dates that I had in here as far as retirement dates. All right, so when you know, so when we met back in 2015, we said, "When would you like to retire?" You know, whenever, so whenever we meet with somebody, we say, "Well, you know, we let's start with Plan A." You know, what what would you like to see happen, and then let's try to figure out how to make it work. And so, yeah, so for for Steve, you know, your retirement date was at age 65, uh, which was basically this past January, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and it worked. Uh, and so, and so that's terrific. Uh, all right, Sherry, I don't know if I want to talk about your ages and things on the radio. You can tell me. That's whether, okay. Okay. Can. All right. Awesome. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, so Sherry's retirement date, uh, was 62. 
which was basically yeah December right December, of, yep. of last year. Uh, and so yeah, so those were your those were your goals, those were your targets, and and you made it work. And, yes. and here we are. Yes. Uh, so congratulations. Well, you're the one that made it work. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, can he can he say that, Justin? I don't know. Is he allowed to say oh, that? <laughs> I don't. You know. I don't. Compliance think. is gonna get right on that. Yeah, no. com- compliance. Yeah. yeah, I. You know, it's it's great. I appreciate that, but it's like yeah, it's so compliance is so wacky. It's like you know we can't you know you can't say anything nice about us. All you can say is mean things. <laughs> that you can say. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So the other the other piece is well, how long are you going to live? And well, hey, good news. We're still on track. We're still alive. So that's good. Um, so when we met back in 2015, we said, okay, your life expectancy is 90. Again, that's a guess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like inflation, we don't know the future, and you know we, you know, so, and that's that is actually the really the biggest variable in anybody's you know plan, right? Because so many things you know come off of that. You know, if you live to if you live to seventy. You know, you only have to save a few bucks, right? Right. Uh, but if you live to 100, you got to save quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so 90 is, uh, you know, that's again, that's that's kind of a default number that that we use because we feel like that is conservative. Um, you know, average life expectancy these days is like, you know, low to mid 80s. Um, so we figure if we kind of bump that up a little bit, you know, we're we're making it a little more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll, we'll meet folks that say, you know, my, you know, my mother or father lived to 100. And so I, you know, I want to plan to live to 100 also. And we'll say, great, fine, let's do that. Um, but, you know, it, it sometimes might make the math a little bit harder, but, you know, we'll certainly, we'll certainly work with you and, and sh- show you, show you the math, right? Um, all right. So that one's, that one's TBD. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but that's, well, but let me, let me ask you, are you still comfortable using, using those numbers? Yes. Use, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Um, now let's talk about your properties, like your real estate. Uh, so, t- so tell me, tell me the current situation as far as you know what you have for a home, condo. Yep. So right now we purchased a new home in um, you know fifty five and over community. Um, we did that about nine months ago to help okay. prepare for this. So we sold our family home, moved into this fifty five and over community. Um, just to be able to plan for the for the future. Thought it was gonna be, you know, lower cost for us. It's gonna be as we age, it's gonna be um, you know, they maintain the property, so it's gonna be easier easier for us that way there. Um, and you know, so that's why we're tied into those HOA fees. Right, right. So that yeah, that was a, a, an expense that you picked up that you didn't yep. have before. Yep. And I know we talked about that, you know, because you wanted to make sure, hey, can we afford to do this? And that's that's a great time to you know update a plan when you're making a pretty you know a big uh, financial move like that. Right. Um, and that, and so at this so okay so you so you have this 55 uh, plus property that you own. Correct. Um, and and do you have any other properties? No. Okay. All right. Uh, so when we met back in 2015, yep, uh, you had a mortgage of about uh, let's see. Well, so actually, this is a que- this is a question, and I apologize if this is incorrect. But back in 2015, I was actually showing two properties. Correct. Okay, and we had sold that one two or three years ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. We had a second home. Okay. Small home. All right. So you sold you sold that one, and yeah, because I was showing two mortgages. Uh, yes. Back in you know 2015, right. right. So when you sold both of those properties, you basically were able to wipe wipe away uh, those mortgages. 
most of them. Yeah, yes. most of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I, so I haven't got. Yeah, I haven't got to the updated stuff. Okay. Right now, I'm just looking yep. at the at the old information. Sure. Um, all right. So you had a couple of mortgages. We sold those. And I know one of the things that we had talked about, and I know because I know you brought this up before, was about refinancing. Um, I don't know. Do you remember kind of the details of that? Because I don't off the top of my head, I don't remember all the details. But I know we talked about that years ago, back in maybe right. 2017 or, right. or 2018, about refinancing. So, you know, to go back. The reason why, you know, we came on the show is, you know, we were listening to your radio show because we were trying to learn about, you know, um, our financial stability. And, you know, so that's why we we met up with you um, to help us that way there, because some of the things we were really overloaded with um, college debt for our children. Um, We did have the mortgage. Um, We didn't know if we were saving enough for retirement. We were just, you know, putting money away in our 401k, but that was was about the only thing we were doing. So you were the one to be able to help us with all those things. So one of the things that you told us to do was to refinance, pay off the college loans with that um, refinance, because this way here, um, it just seems like the debt for the college loans was never going down. Where when we refinanced, we had, you know, an actual end date. So, (laughs) um, you know, so we followed all that there. Um, We got rid of the college debt. We did have a, you know, consolidated everything into one mortgage, but it made it much, much more manageable. Yeah. And um, that's... To, you know, I, it's tough for me to go back and 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 go through all the the numbers and the details on that one, but you know that that is certainly a common question that we get is you know you know should I refinance? Uh, you know what do I do with this college debt? You know does it make sense to consolidate? Uh, you know etc. Uh, you know and you know in your case, I, as I recall. Uh, you know, you had a, you know, you had an older mortgage, you know, where the rate was higher, uh, you know, rates had been yeah. falling, uh, for, you know, for quite some time. And they're, you know, obviously they're still low now, although they're, they're starting to perhaps tick up a little bit, but, you know, it made sense at that time to do that. Um, but you know, th- that wasn't something that you could just answer. Like if, some, if somebody just walked in and said, should I refinance? Well, we don't know because we, you know, we got to look at everything. Right. Um, and that means looking at your other loans, such as, you know, student loans, if you have them, or if you had a second mortgage, uh, or a home equity line of credit with a balance, or, you know, what your, what's your cash flow? You know, what, you know, what can you afford to, to pay? How long are you going to stay in the property? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there's so many things you have to look at. And um, all those things we had, but we didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Sure. And yeah, th- there are so many, so many variables, right. And, right. and, and layers and, and I can, and I can't, solve that in my head either. I mean, I, you know, we have to rely on the software that we use to, to do that. I mean, we're, we're good about, you know, input, you know, we, we know how to, you know, we know what data to collect, you know, we know how to, and then we know how to, to analyze it, you know, once we have it. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, that's what we're good at. And we're, and we're good at trying to, to filter it down to, to, deci- to decisions. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what we do. Um, all right. So we only have about a minute. Isn't that our tagline? That was our tagline, Kirk. Well done. If it, sh- <laughs> if it, if it's not, it should be, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Justin, we just have like a minute or two. I don't know if you wanted to chime in on any of that before we kind of, just so we can kind of end on that note before I get into any other topics. I was just curious if we are, do we know how this, this is, are we running this live? Do we, this all ends? Is there, is there suspense involved here? Well, Steve, uh, <laughs> not really. I mean, uh, we, Steve and Sherry and I have updated this, you know, recently. So I, you know, I know okay. how it, how it ends, but, um, but we so just, we're just kind of refreshing. Okay. I, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I, see. I just thought it'd be fun. 
uh, fun to, to do that. And um, I, I thought it was a great idea. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think that, um, yeah, I guess I don't really have much in the way of follow up. If you could share your screen with me, though, I'd like to I'd like to be able to follow along if that's possible. Just sure. So we're all on the same page. Absolutely. Um, but anyways, no, I, I think we're. Uh, yeah, but I can understand how we don't want to jump through next because we got to we got a break here in a minute or so. Right. I think right about now. This is Mike McNamara. If you're looking for a financial advisor, start by asking him or her three questions. Number one, are you a certified financial planner practitioner? Number two, are you legally held to a fiduciary standard of care for your clients? And number three, do you only give financial advice and not sell investment products? These are all simple yes-no questions. If he or she doesn't answer yes quickly and starts talking, that's a no, and it's time to move on to another advisor. All right, we are back. Uh, you're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed. I am joined this morning by business partner Justin McNamara. Uh, and we also have a couple of special guests. Uh, we have Steve and Sherry. Uh, good morning again. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so if you're just joining us, uh, Steve and Sherry uh, are our clients uh, of ours. They are clients of McNamara Financial. Uh, we thought that that would be kind of a cool show uh, to talk about, you know, what goes on behind the scenes? You know, uh, what do we actually talk about? Um, and so, you know, Steve and Sherry were uh, so kind as to uh, come on the show about uh, six or seven years ago. Uh, we were looking for volunteers uh, to kind of go over, you know, start a, a financial plan with, with somebody that we didn't know. And so they came on the radio back in 2015 uh, and subsequently have become uh, clients. And um, again, they were, uh, you know, so kind as to come on the radio show again uh, today uh, this is 2022 to, to kind of see what, you know where we are and kind of talk about what we did back then and kind of go over things. Um, so, can, yep. Can I just jump in and can we reset? And, and, and pardon me for not knowing um, Stephen Cherry's situation all that well. Are, are are you still working, Stephen Cherry, or are you? Is this a pre-retirement discussion, or are you already retired? We're already retired. Yep. We just okay. retired um, within the last month. They just retired. Okay. Yeah. Terrific. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yes, to your question earlier, Justin. Yes, it's we too did. late to change anything. No, 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 no. This is a this is a work in progress. Uh, it is a it's a good work in that's progress. Right. We, yeah. we always yeah, that's right. We always continue planning even into retirement. Right? Yes, okay. mm -hmm. yes. Right. We uh, but yes, Justin. We did. We made sure that there's a happy ending. Uh, okay, good. You know, Steve, <laughs> Steve and Sherry and I have met you know a few times over the last you know last six months or so and and had conversations and uh, you know we. <laughs> You know, we always, you know, we always felt good about the situation, but, you know, as a client, you know, you're always kind of like a little nervous, right? I totally get that. It's kind of like, well, are we still okay? And, you know, the thing that, you know, always kind of makes me laugh is like, you know, we'll do, you know, we'll run through a plan with somebody and we'll use the software and, you know, everything will look, will look great. And they'll be like, well, you know, what if I spend, you know, $50 more a month or something? And I'm like, you know, that's okay. Like, you know, <laughs> and then, but then there'll be other people, there'll be, the other people will be like, well, can I buy a, you know, a $200,000 car? I'd be like, well, that's, you know, that, that's a different story perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, yes, you guys are, and, and Steve has made this comment before, Justin, which I think is, you know, so great and so funny. He, you know, he was always like, when they came on the air the first time, he was like, he's like, we don't know where we are. You know, he's like, he's like, we don't know. Which is so common, right? You know, people, yeah. people don't know where they are. And the thing that I don't, you know, it, first of all, it doesn't matter where you are relative to your peers, right? And, 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 I, and I don't think, and that's not what you meant, Steve, but, but some people worry about that and care about it, and that doesn't matter, uh, in my opinion. Um, 
all that matters is where you are and, and where you want to go. Um, relative to your goals. Yeah. Relative to right. your goals. That's all that matters, which, I, which is what you were, which was what you were speaking about. Um, and you just didn't know. And, and why would you, right? That's, this, you right. know, this is not what, this is not what, that's not your daily job. Um, no, I had no idea. And like, <clears throat> one of the things is when, you know, we, we first met with you was that, you know, every example that I seen, it would be, you know, like people that had $5 million portfolios, things like that. <laughs> and we sure didn't have that. So one of the good things was, is that, um, you know, you were able to quickly um, give, us a, give us a financial plan that we could work towards. And that, and that was really good, um, which we met you a lot earlier um, than just a few years ago, because um, I think we would be even in better shape right now. But the good thing is, is that, you know, every year that we met with you, um, <clears throat> you know, we came up with, a, I think, a very solid plan originally. Um, and then every time we met, you would, um, you know, send us an email with the things that we talked about in our, you know, follow-up items and our next steps. And that was very integral in, you know, the what we were doing with our plan. Um, one of the things, and I know I've <clears throat> emailed you a bunch of times about the itemized <laughs> cash flow projections. Yeah. Um, because those two things specifically really helped us um, work our plan to get where we needed to be. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely agreed. And, um, and just to, you know, to pay you a compliment, you got, I mean, you guys are, are terrific clients from the, from the perspective is that you, you do what we tell you to do. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. Like, like from the beginning, we're like, okay, you know, you should be saving this much and you know, that, you know, that'll, that'll get you where you need to be. Here's what, you know, we, we think you should do with your, with your debts and, and you did everything and you did it, you did it right away. And, and, you know, lo and behold, it worked. And, you know, that's not always the case, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, it's just like going to the doctor. I mean, sometimes the doctor tells you things and you don't want to hear it or you don't want right. to do it. And I get that. But, um, but you guys, you know, you, you took the prescriptions and, uh, and, and, and made it work. Um, so is it okay? Is it okay to speak about like dollars? Oh, yeah. A little yeah, bit? yeah okay. Definitely. All right. So, so I'm looking at, you know, the plan from 2015 and, you know, you guys had, you know, a couple of 401ks and, 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 you know, an IRA and a couple, you know, a couple things here and there. So, and, you know, you make, cause just, and I, I, I bring that up because you, you made the question about, oh, you know, you, you read these things about, oh, you, you know, you need to have a million dollars or you need to have whatever, you know, and you just, it was all these generic things that you hear and, and you're like, well, you know, what do I need to have that? And, you know, so back then, you know, I'm adding up the numbers and let's see, there was maybe, maybe like $400,000, maybe plus or minus, you know, right. if, if you added up your entire portfolio. Right. And, you know. So it, it is what it is, right? Uh, it, it doesn't matter what somebody else has. That's what you have. Right. And, and how do we make that work for you? Um, and, and I, for, you know, I forget. Let's see. So if we fast forward to today. So I know, yes. I mean, now you're over a million, right? Over a million. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, so yeah. over a million. And, um, and so, you know, because you, you continue to add. You know the you know the amounts that you were supposed to do. Right. You know the returns did what they were supposed to do, uh, and now we're in. And, and the number is irrelevant. You know, a million. It doesn't matter what the number is, but you know you've gotten to a point that we projected you would get to, and it's a point. It's 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 an amount that will sustain what you guys need to to draw off of and and add to your you know social security and and and, and make make ends meet uh, right. so to speak so so the numbers you know the numbers are just numbers 
you know, all that matters is that it, it's a number that works for you. Um, so don't worry, you know, so I'm, I'm now I'm speaking to other people that are listening is that it doesn't matter what other people have. It, it doesn't matter how much you have as long as it's enough for you. Um, so, all right. Um, but like it's some of the other things, like I'm looking at this email from early 2018, you know, you wanted us to increase our emergency reserves because mm -hmm. back then we didn't have that, you know, I think we had about $5,000 in the bank and we just lived kind of paycheck to paycheck, you know? So we made sure that we increased our emergency reserves. So, you know, I think right now we got probably about $50,000 in the bank. Um, one of the things, the biggest thing I think that you had us do was um, in, to increase um, our percentage of our, you know, for our 401k. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, we quickly maximized what we could put into our 401k. And I think that was a, a huge thing because, you know, once you ran the numbers, we can see where we had it had to be. So that, that was a huge um, benefit for us to be able to do that. It, and, you know, on that topic, I mean, so increasing a 401k, you know, contribution, it's... You know, some people might think, you know, that might sound a little scary or like you don't know, maybe you don't know if you have enough, you know, money to, to do that. Um, you know, so one thing is that, you know, if you do it on a, you know, pre-tax basis, which is, you know, what most people do, you know, um, is when they do a, do a 401k contribution is that, you know, it's not, it's not like a dollar for dollar because, you know, you're, you're getting a tax benefit, you know, so it's only costing you, you know, you're only feeling, you know, say, you know, 80 cents, you know, on the dollar or 75 cents on the dollar, depending on, you know, depending on your tax bracket. So it, it doesn't always, it, most times it doesn't quite hurt, uh, you know, so to speak as, as much as somebody might think it will. Um, and the other thing is, if you just do it, and then you're, and then you're like, oh yeah, we could do this, and and so, but sometimes it's hard to make that that little bit of a leap. Right. Um, but but so that's a great a great example of doing it, and yeah. and it, and it worked out just fine. And you were able to save money in addition to that because you mentioned that your you know your your bank money uh, has increased as well. Uh, so you were able to to do that. Uh, so it's all about making the change and, you know, it's just, you know, set it and forget it, right? Yep. right. Well, I guess the point I wanted to make about the emergency reserves, because, you know, we always thought that, well, you know, we had that $400,000 in the 401k that if we needed it, you know, we could take from that. But one of the things that you taught us was that is strictly um, for, you know, should be set aside for retirement. So that's why it was so important to have that emergency reserves that we just thought the 401k would be the emergency reserve, so. Okay, thank you. That's a great, yes. So just on that topic, yeah. and um, a absolutely, and I mean, you can, you can, you know, you can take money from a 401k in a pinch. I mean, you, you are able to do that, uh, but there are some, some issues with that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, number one, you know, if you're, if you're not 59 and a half years old yet, you're going to get penalized uh, for taking money out. Uh, so that's that's one. Uh, some some 401ks do allow you to take a loan, which is which can be um, okay. Um, I mean, the the biggest the biggest takeaway is you know you shouldn't be taking money from your retirement plan for something other than retirement. Uh, that's I mean that's number one. Um, but for somebody that's if so if you have an emergency reserves. Hopefully that's never the case, right? If you mm -hmm. if you really have an emergency and you have some cash in the bank, you don't you're not going to have that problem. Um, hopefully, um, but yeah, four hundred one k's do offer loans, and those can be useful in in certain times. But hopefully you don't have to go that route. Taking a distribution is 
can be very detrimental because you know you're going to be paying penalties and taxes, and and now that's you know now you got less money working for you. Uh, and now you're not you know that that money's not compounding as 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 you know to as big of a number as as it was previously. Um, so yeah, so that's yes. Thank thank you for that. Uh, oh, and one other thing, four hundred one ks typically, you know, they might be invested aggressively. And if you need money in emergency and now the market's down, you know, 20%, now you got to go, you know, sell shares, you know, at a discount and you don't want to be doing that too. So there's lots, lots of reasons, you know, not, not to be doing that. One of the other things too, Kirk, is that, um, we had multiple 401ks there and, um, because, you know, working for companies where, there was takeovers or you know acquisitions, things like that. So we had multiple 401ks. So one of the things um, you had us do was to roll it all over into uh, the IRA. So that was a good thing as well. So all right. So this is something I kind of wanted to talk about, um, and with Justin as a backup here. <laughs> um, so you know, and I have to, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be you know as transparent as I can be, and. We, you know, as financial advisors, you know, typically the way that we get paid is by managing money for folks, you know, managing their investments. Now, you know, if let's, you know, let's say, you know, so, you know, one of the, you know, one of the reasons for a long time that, you know, that we would perhaps suggest or recommend somebody rolls their money to an IRA that we can manage is that, you know, we have more investment choices available to us than, than a typical 401k. You know, 401ks typically have, what would you say, Justin, maybe 20 or 30, you know, funds that you could pick from? Yeah, it depends on the 401k. But yeah, I mean, I, I think for the most part, that's the, that's kind of the upper limit of, of, of choice that you would want to give people, right? I mean, you, you know, you could, you could put up, you could put 50 funds in a 401k, but at some point, you know, you're just confusing people more than, more than needs to, uh, needs to be done. So most of the market has moved into, you know, there's like 10 or 15 maybe investment choices that are, that you can build portfolios with. And then there's some, you know, you know, sort of all in one portfolios, retirement lifestyle portfolios or whatever it is. And you, you get to somewhere around 2025 and that's about the upper limit of, of most 401ks these days. And, and for the most part, when, when you're an employee, you know, working for, you know, a company that has a 401k, I mean, what, I, I don't know if we can remember your experiences, but in, you know, both you and Sherry also, uh, as far as, you know, when you signed up for that 401k, you know, how much, how much help did you get from somebody trying to pick, you know, to try to pick your investments? Do you remember? Well... I'm a human resource manager, so I kind of had some... you were answering those questions. Yeah, I kind of had some of the knowledge there, but again, it's, you know, it wasn't my forte, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just, like, rolling the dice. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so it was kind of like the blind leading the blind there. Because if you remember, I like to be aggressive, so, you know, I was trying to be as aggressive as I possibly could, which I don't know if necessarily that was... What I should have been doing, and as, as you know, since working with you, that, you know, we've reduced some of that aggressiveness to mm-hmm. be more conservative mm-hmm. as I got closer to retirement age. Right. Which it, which typically makes sense, you know, in, in, in our opinion, um, that that you would want to do that, right? Because, right. you know, as you, as you be, start taking money out or getting close to taking money out, you want to have your money, you know, less susceptible to, to market downturns, right? Right. Because, uh, again, you don't want to be selling stuff out of this... <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't have anybody that well, was really... Well, no, once a year, I think the company brought somebody in to talk to you. Once a year. Once a year, okay. Yeah. And they would sit down okay. with you one-on-one? If you, Yeah, if you signed up for it. Okay. 
And if you didn't, then... Then you were, yeah, out of luck. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so I think, so, you know, so there, you know, again, I have to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I, you know <laughs> tread lightly here, but... Um, there, there, and there. So, and I was at, I was talking to Justin a little bit about this recently. About there, there have been rule changes in in the in the country uh, about you know financial advisors recommending rollovers uh, because you know a, as an advisor, you know I said you know that you know that's typically that's traditionally how we get paid is by managing money. And so you know so if your money's in a four hundred one k over there and we're not managing it, you know well you know we're not making money on that. And, you know, so, so, so to roll up to an IRA, you know, now, now we can actively manage it and we can charge a fee on that. And, and that's how we get paid. Um, so, you know, so, but there are, there are bad eggs out there and, you know, maybe somebody recommends that you do that, but maybe they put it into a, you know, a product that's maybe not in your best interest. Um, you know, we certainly feel like, you know, like what we do is, is in your best interest and, um, you know, we, you know, we, we think we charge, you know, reasonable fees and we try to keep fees, you know, as low as possible and, you know, try to pick, in, you know, investments that, that have reasonable fees, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this has all come under a lot of scrutiny because, because of the people that aren't doing those things. Um, and so, you know, so, but yeah, so you have, you have to look at all those things and we can't just say, yes, do it. Um, you know, we have to kind of, you know, we have to talk to the client about why this is a good idea, why it's in your best interest and, and get down to some of the details as far as, well, what do we charge versus what are you currently paying? Um, you know, that's one of the things is that you told me to do is to, because a 401k charges a fee as well. And one of the things that, um, you know, you recommended to me was, you know, like Justin said about the 20 plus funds or whatever was to go in and see exactly what, um, I was being charged on each fund. Um, because some of them, um, was substantial compared to some, you know, some of the others. So that, so when I did that, um, you know, I made some movements within my 401k as well. It, it, yeah, there. Yeah, so again, you know, all, all 401ks aren't created equal. Um, all investment advisors aren't created equal, and you know, so there. Obviously, there's there's some gray area there as far as what's what's the best for you. And another part of that is what does the future hold, which which nobody knows. Um, and you know, you know, I guess our our you know our sort of biased thought is that well. You know, yes, you're paying us for the investment management, and we think that we're as good as anybody else at doing that. But you're also paying us for advice, and you're paying us for holding your hand uh, in in the bad times. Um, and that's, you know, that's honestly that's a big part of what you pay us for is is keeping you on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's easier for us to do that if we've got if we've got full control of that money. Because if it's over in a 401k, and we say, okay, well, yeah, you should do this, that, or the other thing. But we can't do it for you. I mean, we don't know if you're doing it uh, or if it's getting done. And, you know, so there's some liability there. And um, so I don't know. Justin, do you have any other thoughts on that topic? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the whole, you know, the, I, think, I think what we're talking about is the, you know, it's the, the Department of Labor, the DOL's kind of financial uh, fiduciary rule and on, you know, on rolling over your 401k. And, you know, the, the reality is that, I mean, I guess... If you looked at it in a way that, well, if, if you were working with Kirk, right, um, Stephen Cherry are working with Kirk and their 401k is a little bit cheaper than an IRA managed by Kirk, well, they're, they're certainly better off if 
Kirk manages their money for free and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he just tells them what to do and they leave it over in the 401k and doesn't get paid for it. Right. So it's, it's, it's sort of a strange relationship where, you know, it, it's, every, it's in everyone's quote unquote best interest to keep costs as low as possible. That's, I mean, that's simply a reality of the situation, but then on the other side of it, well, there's, you know, there, there are advisors and, you know, Kirk, Kirk is not running, you know, a nonprofit here and he needs, he's not working for free. And so you, you have to make a decision that works for everybody. And, you know, if, if you're going to be, if you're in the market for financial advice and it's not something that you can do on your own, um, then you're going to have to pay for it. And I think as a, as a client or as someone who's, you know, who's responsible for making this decision, you need to make sure that what you're doing is, is the right decision for you. Right. So, I mean, there are, there are folks who think they can manage their own money themselves. And in that case, you probably want to make sure, you know, you, you obviously would want to make the rollover decision. You would say, okay, here's my 401k. This is the underlying cost structure in my 401k. Um, I can manage it here myself, or I could go to, you know, whatever, a Fidelity, a Vanguard. And, you know, I'm going to go over there because it'll be cheaper over there. And that's, you know, that, that, that's probably the appropriate decision. Whereas if you aren't comfortable managing your own funds, then you need to make a similar decision where even, you know, there there are certainly times when you move money out of a 401k and it's, it's more expensive, right? It doesn't work in every case, right? There are certainly expensive 401ks out there. And, and sometimes you move money to an advisor and you're actually paying less and then you're getting, you know, more financial advice, more planning. Um, but that's not certainly not always the case. You know, it may be that you are paying more, but you know, the question is, what are you getting for that, for that, um, for that move? You're getting, you know, are you getting advice? You're getting investment management? Are you getting, uh, you know, an ongoing comfort level? Uh, are you getting, you know, the sort of the freedom to not worry about it? And so it's 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 kind of a weird discussion. I think it's difficult to discuss just because everyone's financial interest is always to pay, you know, is always to pay nothing for investments, right? I mean, that's like the, that's the best, <laughs> the best thing you could possibly yeah. hope for. Um, but since that's not the reality of the situation, you just need to kind of understand what your options are and, you know, just do your due diligence, right? Which, and that includes on advisors, right? So with that, you know, we're not exempt from that, from that discussion. You should know what you're paying to your advisor and what, the, you know, what the competition charges and what they're offering and just inform yourself as much as possible. And one of the good things I liked with working with Kirk with our financial plan as well was even though, um, our 401ks at the time, um, Kirk was not able to manage, um, he still considered that part of the plan. So even though um, he couldn't manage it, that that was when we're looking at our itemized cash flow, we're looking at our financial plan, you know, we can still considered those 401ks, which um, you weren't making any money on, but I thought that was very important. Um, to help us with an all-around actual plan. Yeah, and we and we try to you know we we do try to give folks you know in, investment guidance with four hundred one ks you know while they're working because obviously yeah when you're working the money has to stay there uh, yep. because you're contributing to it you know it's active and yeah because if you're our client then we're gonna give you advice on that you know while it's there with. You know, and and we don't ever really have these conversations, but you know, in our mind, you know, the hope is well, yeah, let's let's help these folks, you know, grow it as big as possible, so that someday, you know, we might get a chance to manage it, uh, and they'll feel good about that. And with, but there's no, you know, no no string attached per se. We're not we're not holding you to that, but that's you know that's kind of the way we operate. And like you said, it, it's an important part of the, the picture, and you can't you can't ignore it. Um, 
All right. So, oh, Justin, just kind of a funny, you know, this is kind of an interesting thing. We've got a few minutes before the break, but so, you know, so Steve and Sherry, you know, both just retired, uh, you know, within yep. the last uh, two months here. And and so they both had, they both had respect, you know, 401ks at their respective places of work. And yep. we, and, you know, we, we did have those conversations about, you know, rollovers and things like that. And, you know, so they were held at different places, and we don't need to talk about where they were. And, and I think I remember the names, but we don't need to say them. But <laughs> right. so, like one place, you know, so like for Steve, you know, we were able to just call the, you know, the four hundred one k provider. You know, you know, Steve has recently retired. Uh, you know, he's decided he would, you know, like to move this money to an IRA, you know, somewhere else that, you know, that we can manage for him. And they said, okay, great, and we're going to mail you a check. Okay, great. <laughs> and I'm going to hand it that to like, you right oh, now. Oh, oh, here you go. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is that true? Is that true? Is that a fake? Oh, my god. This goodness. is the check. Is this great radio or what? This is the best show ever, Tim. This is the best show ever. Yes, I don't think. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just, just to be clear, it's it's not payable to Kirk. That's right? correct. That's correct. That's correct. My name's not on there. Um, so then, so then Sherry, however, you know, her 401k was held at a, a different institution and okay. we're still waiting. We're still, we're still I, waiting. Oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so they said, okay, yeah, that's great. We can, we can do that. Or, you know, we're going to have to mail you some, some paperwork for you to sign. Uh, and you're going to have to get, you know, a special stamp that requires you, you know, going to a bank or find, you know, somewhere that, you know, to, that does that. And, and basically it's up to you to figure out how to do that. And so, you know, it's, you know, this, you know, we deal with this, you know, all the time and it's, you know, the, I don't know. I mean, if it's, you know, if it's, you know, retention tactics or what, but, you know, some institutions, it's just, it's a lot easier to, to work with than others. And it is, um, it's that Kirk. Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not or what. That's definitely what it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even to get into annuities, which is a whole nother thing, but um, yeah. So, you know, so the whole, the rollover process is, you know, it can be quite, it can be easy in some circumstances and others, it can be a little bit uh, more difficult, but um, obviously we, we do that on a, on a regular basis so we can, you know, kind of, I'll walk you through that. Yeah. One uh, of the things is when we, we did go to the bank, because we didn't know about that medallion stamp, mm-hmm. um, and the woman at the bank had told us that because it was over the $250,000 needed that medallion stamp. So, right, right. It's, mean, so there is, there is, there definitely is a layer of security there, which makes sense. You know, they're trying to protect you, uh, right, Sherry, that, right. you know, somebody else isn't taking your money and, and moving it. You know, so, so I get that and I appreciate that, uh, but... Um, I don't. I don't think that's the only. No, I don't think, that, I don't no, think that's the no, only reason no. that they, they imposed they were, that. Yeah. They were reaching out to yes. move the four hundred one k into one of their IRAs. They were reaching out. Oh, the to, bank was. No, not the bank. Oh. where she held oh, that four hundred one k. Okay. Um, yes. Yes. Subsequent days, they sure. Yes. Yeah. Wanted, so wanted to move it into one of their. Yes. Vehicles. So yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff like that. <laughs> we told them, though. We got McNamara. We ah! <laughs> this, yeah. I hope Deanna's not listening to this. Uh, all right. So we got we got about two minutes, Justin. Um, all right. So let me see. We were talk- yeah. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just follow up briefly on that. I think, generally speaking, uh, a lot of the places that do a lot of volume, like the, you know, the, uh, the fidelities of the world, they'll, they do that quickly and it's you know i I'm, i don't know where steve's was held but um if they're doing a I ton can't, of business I can't say. in a ton of, roll, uh, in a ton <laughs> of rollovers 
Um, generally, they'll just send you the check, right? Uh, I, I, I find it's more on the smaller side, smaller companies, smaller 401ks, maybe a smaller uh, 401k administrator. You'll you'll have uh, some more, um, you know, some more barriers to the whole rollover process. It's just kind of that's a that's a generic statement, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's hey, it's not everyone for not every 401k is created equally. That's for sure. It uh, yeah, sure. Uh, all right, so we just got about a minute left. Um, you know, one other thing I was just thinking about was, you know, some people get nervous about rolling money uh, in the midst of a, of a downturn. Um, and, you know, so we talk about that sometimes about, well, you know, because you don't want to be cashing out and mailing a check, you know, when, you're, when your shares are down. Well, I don't think we have enough time to talk about that. I think we're going we're gonna to take the break. Anyway, so Kirk Reed, uh, Justin McNamara, uh, we've got Stephen Sherry. We're doing uh, a real live sort of uh, retirement plan update. Uh, we'll be right back uh, in a minute or so.